Okay, I'm going to say something that's going to sound crazy to some of you. You can heal after losing a child. If you're watching this and you have lost a child, I know you want to call my BS. Like, you've tried. I've talked to people who have lost a child 10 plus years ago, and they still do not feel like they can heal. They do not feel like they, they have been able to live a life. Maybe it's the way that we talk about it. Maybe it's the way that um, the world expects us to be able to respond. Maybe it's just this intense bond between a parent and their child that when it's broken, the pain is too much. I'm Christy Bundakamara, psychiatric nurse practitioner with over 20 years of clinical experience. And I'm an expert in grief, not because I wanted to, but because I have lost children. And if you follow my story, I'm grieving publicly. I'm trying to share what I've learned. And right now we're in a series what I learned from my 45 days of grief. So I took 45 days and I consciously did something for grieving every day for 45 days. And I documented that and I I also am documenting what I have learned and trying to practice what I've learned. So on day 14, it hit me. You can't fix grief. Grief is pain. Grief is permanent. It cannot be replaced. And so it can't be fixed. But can you heal from grief? I'm a fixer. I want to fix everything. When my son Reggie was first diagnosed with something called DRPLA, a rare neurodegenerative condition, which could potentially be fatal, I was out seeing doctor after doctor from alternative practitioners to the best specialists in the world because I was going to fix it. I was going to find a cure, a treatment. He was going to be okay. I'm a fixer. Several years later, about three years before his death, it really became evident that I wasn't going to be able to fix it. And experiencing a lot of anticipatory grief. And the the day Reggie died, I was still trying to fix it. And I started using my clinical experience and my expertise in cognitive behavioral therapy. And I created this mentally strong method. And I coined this term controlled grief. And I talked about it. You can see all of these old videos of me going through those processes. And I was doing okay. I was functioning and I was beginning to to grieve and, and teach myself and others how to grieve. December 14th, 2021, I walked into my daughter's room and she was dead. From sudden and unexpected death at epilepsy. And I was still trying to fix it. I, you know, did a little bit of grieving. I, 
I did, you know, tried to do this controlled grief, but I was in a state of numbness. Like, how could this happen? And we were coming up to about nine months, 10 months since Maya passed. And I knew I needed to do something aggressive to try to get myself actually working through this. I was still in that fixer mode. And so that's when I started this 45 days of grief and I planned it all out, you know, using my clinical and professional experience and decided this is what I was going to do. And it it included meditation and controlled grief and doing that every day thinking, okay, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure out how to grieve. And so right now we're going through the series of what I learned during that. And on this day 14, it hit me. There's no fixing this pain. It can't be fixed. So whether you are the one that's lost a child or you're trying to help someone who has lost a child, yes, they can heal. No, it can't be fixed. And recognizing that those things are different. During the the series, I go through like different grief theories and kind of talk about, you know, is this relevant to someone who has lost a child? Um, And so go back and look through some of those things. But when I say heal, what is the difference between fixing and healing? Fixing is an action right? If you're going to fix something, you're going to take action or a series of actions to like make it go away. Healing is different. It does still require action, but the action is a choice to, to heal, to process, to find life Find other factors, other things that bring you joy. And for me, it went back to using the mentally strong method, which I had created after Reggie's death. But it's really being able to think through these things and organize them. Because we we want to heal. But I know many of you have tried over and over and over again, maybe even seeking professional help. Continue to do that. But also this healing is for a lifetime. Healing is an action without an expectation to fix. It's an action with trying to receive. And when when you use the mentally strong method, it has these 10 categories and grief is one of those categories, but grief when processed appropriately and healthy, it ends in cherishing that relationship. I would not take back the time that I had with Reggie and Maya for anything. And and being able to cherish that relationship, even though there is now a physical disconnect. 
But that's why spiritual conflict is a whole other category in the mentally strong method. Because for me, how could a God that supposedly loves me take both of my children? How could a universe that if I give and give, I will be able to receive be working in my favor when I've lost two children. And so being able to work through that spiritual conflict rather than enmeshing it with the grief. There's other categories that impact the negative self-talk. I wasn't good enough or smart enough or tenacious enough to find a treatment for my children. That is negative self-talk. That's not grief. And when we mix it with grief, it feels impossible to heal. So what I'm saying here is get into a receiving mode, but an action mode of, you know, you're not going to fix this. The pain is going to be there forever but we can stop the negative dialogue that goes on in our head. We can work through some of our spiritual conflict through meditation, through prayer, through really trying to connect. And if you watch uh, my journey, you will see the many different ways in which I've done that. And it's, there's not a right answer. Your healing journey can be very different than my healing journey. And the, the spiritual revelations that you receive may be different. One of the things that I see often, and I'm in these Facebook groups for grieving parents, and oftentimes, you know, people will, will express that God has, you know, helped them through this process. And then somebody else will comment, well, what if you don't believe in God? And what my challenge to you is, there is something outside of us. I hope that you understand that your child has moved to the next life. Whatever you want or whatever that belief system is for you, but it's not over. And there is ways to connect through meditation, through prayer, through understanding your belief system. But do you see how these things are different? That's spiritual conflict. The negative self-talk. What about the anxiety of like, am I ever going to be able to do this? Am I ever going to find any kind of happiness? Am I ever, am I ever, you know, what about the triggers? What happens when, when you go somewhere and you see families happy with all of their children? Your response to all of those things are, should be different. And they should not be enmeshed with your grief. And so, yes, you can heal after losing a child. You can't fix it. It's never going away. But you can heal. And I challenge you to figure that out. You can watch my journey. That's why I'm making it public, to show that it can be done. 
but you have to make a choice for your journey. I believe that we all have it in us. I believe that you are mentally strong. 